Hello, my name's Florence. Welcome to the OBS pod. I'm an NHS obstetrician, hoping to share some thoughts and experiences about my working life. Perhaps you enjoy Call the Midwife, maybe birth fascinates you, or you're simply curious about what exactly an obstetrician is. You might be pregnant and preparing for birth. Perhaps you work in maternity and want to know what makes your obstetric colleagues tick, or you want some fresh ideas and inspiration. Whichever of these is the case, and for that matter, anyone else that's interested, the OBSPOD is for you. Episode 36 Festive Working We've reached December. We're on that inevitable countdown to the Christmas period. Christmas 2020. Even this year, with all the challenges of the pandemic, the festive season and its accompanying jollity is fast approaching. When you start in healthcare as a career or training, knowingly or otherwise, you've accepted a compromise, a trade-off between work and home. Sometimes these compromises are subtle, sometimes they're stark, staring you in the face. When the world shuts down for a week of festivities and everyone else is taking a holiday, you're reminded all too clearly that as an NHS worker, you effectively chose to give up that freedom. I know we're not the only ones working, but we are some of the few, as opposed to the many, who will sit surrounded by friends and family, enjoying the festivities. Therefore, today's episode is all about working Christmas to try and give you some insight into what that is like. It starts in November. There's always a tense wait for that Christmas rota. Each year, my parents inquire, are you working Christmas? The only Christmas I was guaranteed to be off both Christmas and New Year was the year that I was on maternity leave and in fact 41 weeks pregnant myself with my first baby who was due on the 18th of December, but took until the 30th to arrive. Our junior doctors rotate every year. This means they could end up working every year, as there's no memory of what they did last year. There's always the dilemma, do you stick to the rolling rotor, a set fixed pattern, which can potentially mean some have a very onerous time and others are off completely. It's the luck of the draw. Or do you try and divide things more evenly, devising a specific, separate rotor over the Christmas and New Year period? It's very hard. Inevitably, some people are more altruistic than others, and some end up with the lion's share. For consultants, it's a little bit easier, because most of us stay in the same hospital for many years. Each year my colleague puts out a call for volunteers and eventually someone will step forward, usually after a reminder of who has done the last few years. Our on-call is 24 hours, so it isn't like a shift where you might have some of the day at home, work a night shift and celebrate during the day, or work a day shift and perhaps celebrate in the evening. It's a 24-hour period. It's the entire thing. 
Of course, some of us are not Christian or not religious. And for some time, for this reason, the same person selflessly shouldered the burden year after year until even they got frustrated. Now we recognise it's really a British holiday. However you look at it and whatever you think about Christmas, the rest of your family at home, all of us in our own way, like a hiatus in midwinter with family and friends. The kids are off school. My husband's work literally shuts down. And yet here I am, keeping going, leaving the house, going to work. When you're working Christmas, you try and find a workaround, some way of trying to slip some family time in round the edges. One year, my mother made an entire Christmas lunch for supper on Christmas Eve so that I would not miss out. Turkey and all the trimmings. The family celebrated with me, which was lovely for me. The only downside is that you can't drink much because you know you'll be up at crack of dawn the next day. The downside for the rest of the family was finding a solution for what to eat on actual Christmas Day when you've celebrated a day early. My first working Christmas Day, I was a first year registrar. I was married, I had no children, so my workaround was to take my husband to work with me. I felt it was too miserable for him to be on his own and the hospital was a considerable journey from my home so there was no ability for him to pop back and forth. In retrospect, this was a mistake. As he sat in the staff room surrounded by plentiful food and I bobbed in and out in my scrubs, disappearing to help at a birth, he, being non-medical, was astounded by the labour-walled sound effects that I take for granted. Midwives gently explained to him that it was not the babies he could hear, but the women. That outpouring, wailing, screaming, moaning, animal noises that take us back to the basics. It made me feel torn in two. I felt guilty every time I left him alone. Yet it was my job to do so. I was there to care for the women and do my job. One year I was doing Christmas Eve for 24 hours. I remember finishing at 8 o'clock on Christmas morning and making my way home through the quiet streets. It felt like I was sneaking out when the world was asleep, almost like I was a naughty child out of bed before the grown-ups. I was exhausted from working all night and snuck a quick nap before Christmas lunch. I remember that Christmas through a haze of tiredness. Christmas working isn't all stressful. For many of us, the hospital is almost like a second family. We spend a lot of time there and we work through good and bad things together. We're a team. And Christmas is, of course, actually a celebration about birth. So there can be many positives of working Christmas Day on a maternity ward. The chat at work starts as soon as the rotors are out. Who's on what shift? Plans are hatched. A particular shift may decide to dress up. Christmas jumpers aren't really practical with scrubs and in the warmth of the maternity ward where we have to have a reasonable temperature to look after our newborn babies. But badges, earrings, socks, hats, they all proliferate. Anything to brighten the mood for us 
and also the families we're looking after. They don't want to be in hospital any more than we do. There are also practical issues, transport plans to be made, car sharing or taxi rides to organise. Don't forget, Christmas Day is the one day when all the transport shuts down. So the basics of getting to work, coming to and from your shift, cannot be taken for granted. Then there's the Christmas crib, wheeled out and cleaned off for the occasion. It's a ridiculous fancy gold contraption, a hospital baby cot, dressed up to look like something out of a fairy tale. It's for the first Christmas baby, the first baby born after midnight. The midwives can get a little competitive if there are a few babies in the running. Will the woman they're caring for be the first? One midwife I know prided herself on helping at the birth of the Christmas baby for many years. A run she managed successfully, I have no idea how. Often we have been donated baby clothes or teddies for the Christmas and New Year babies. It's a little gift we can give the families to mark the occasion. Everywhere I've ever worked has the room of food. The staff room becomes one gigantic buffet. We start a few weeks ahead by putting away the gifts patients bring. Biscuits, chocolate. Then it descends into who's bringing in what. This is the point at which you discover which of the team are the most amazing cooks. Sometimes it can feel like a culinary tour of the world with staff from all over bringing some of their own Christmas traditions. In my unit, the consultants every year buy a large crate of clementines for every ward. So there can be a prevailing smell of citrus. They're usually demolished very quickly and much appreciated. Usually there's been a decoration competition in the hospital, judged by the chief exec or some of the board a week or two before. Decorations might be themed on trust values, alternative nativity scenes, snowflakes. Staff get creative. The Labourwall Christmas tree has over the years featured midwives as angels and doctors as reindeer. We've laminated Christmas photos of staff as baubles. Cardboard bedpans are reinvented as reindeer and sick bowls as snowmen. Nowadays, there's immense creative pressure. The last Christmas day I worked, we had to pose for an NHS-style nativity scene, a still photo. But as things have got more and more ambitious in the last year or two, an annual Christmas Day video has become the norm. So not only do we need to care for patients, we have to perform in any free time we get. No doubt this year we'll see a proliferation of NHS maternity Christmas TikTok. The workload can be strange. It can be eerily quiet. There's no elective work. Women do not come and see us with the more trivial pregnancy symptoms or anything that they feel could wait a day or two. This means women arrive in spontaneous labour or with a serious complication. It can be challenging to cope with a difficult or sad case over Christmas, knowing that forever, for that family, the association will never end. Every Christmas, for years to come, the memories will be there the celebrations always tinged with sadness. I've worked many boxing days and I can tell you, they can be bedlam. Every woman who held off for 24 hours, if she possibly could, paused through the doors. 
you also get people visiting from all over the country because they've been with relatives. Sometimes this can mean, unfortunately, having a preterm baby miles from home. The run up to Christmas and the days in between Christmas and New Year can be unbelievably frenetic. We're playing catch up before and after the bank holidays, elective work piling in to those few precious days between the bank holidays and days which women deem an acceptable time to be in hospital or have a baby's birthday. Then we ready ourselves to welcome the new year babies. I have colleagues who always like to work New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. After all, there's no better excuse for turning down a party invitation than having to work. I've done so myself. I've watched fireworks through hospital windows, snatching a glimpse between cases. And often there's a group of photos of staff wishing in the new year at midnight, perhaps from the theatre or the Labour Ward board. Ushering in the new year, the first babies of 2021. Often we're asked by the comms team, how many new year babies have we had to let the local paper know? And so ends and begins another year in maternity care. Now for the zesty bit. 2020, it's been one heck of a year. Remember that slogan from earlier in the year? We're all in this together. Remember that Thursday night, clap for carers. As you eat your turkey, sit in your festive bubble, or relax eating chocolate in your pyjamas, perhaps watching the latest thing on TV. Spare a thought for those of us that are not, those key workers. Remember them? We're still working away 24-7. We have been throughout and we will be for years to come. This is my final episode of the OBSPOD for 2020. I want to wish you all a very happy festive season. For those of you that work in maternity care, I do hope you get some small chance to celebrate with close family and friends or safely via Zoom or Teams. I'm going to take a very brief hiatus over the festive period. I do wish you all a very happy new year and my next episode will be back on the 2nd of January 2021. Thank you for listening. I do hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of The Obs Pod. Feel free to contact me on Twitter at FWMaternity or at The Obs Pod to ask me questions, give me topics for future episodes or let me know what you think. It's absolutely fantastic when you get in touch. I really enjoy reading your comments. I'd like to reassure you that although I'm talking about my experiences working in maternity care, I take confidentiality very seriously and do not give any personal information about any of my patients. If you've enjoyed listening, I'd love you to recommend the OBSPOD to friends or colleagues and please do leave me a review 
on whichever podcast directory you find my episodes. Many thanks for listening.